XL, Charlotte Sports Live. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live this Tuesday night. Carla Gebhardt alongside Joe Morano. And Joe, I say it's Tuesday, but it's kind of one of those weeks where everything just runs together. You know, <laughs> like you're like, what day of the week is it? Does it feel that way to you? When you get the most shocking sports news maybe of I the year. I was going to right? say that. I was like very confused that today was Tuesday. Also, yeah, the Live and PGA merger also confusing. We're hoping to bring a lot of sense to that tonight. <laughs> so much to break down with that and uh, maybe the most shocking of several years. Who knows at this point? We're going to break that down for you much more. We've also got a well-known coach stepping down here in the Queen City. we got to tell you about an update with NASCAR concerning Austin Sindrick and that North Carolina sports betting bill that's getting ever so close uh. to passing. We usually lead off with the Panthers here, but we this this golf needs a lot of breaking down, Carla. <laughs> yes, right? it does. I mean, it was the blockbuster story of the day, right? The PGA Tour and Live Golf League announcing that the two are merging. The DP World Tour is also involved in the deal. That's a pro tour base just in Europe. As part of the merger, the new organization will have PGA Commissioner Jay. Monahan as its CEO and Saudi Public Investment Fund leaders on its board. The agreement ends all pending legal litigation between both parties. That's really the crazy part of all this. Tension between, or used to be heavy between the two leagues and its golfers. John Muller explains really kind of how all this happened. The epic feud between the PGA Golf Tour and Live Golf is over. After a year of lawsuits and bad blood, the two will stunningly now be partners. They talked with CNBC about the merger. We've recognized that together we can have a far greater impact on this game than we can working apart. Okay. Live Golf was controversial from the start, not just because the brash renegade tour lured a slew of the PGA's best players away, but also because they are backed by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund. Critics have charged the kingdom is trying to distance itself from controversy, such as its ties to September 11th and the death of American-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi by sports washing its image. In a memorandum to players, the PGA commissioner says the Saudi Wealth Fund will hold a minority stake in the new for-profit company. I'm stunned. I think everybody in the golf world is stunned, other than Jay Monahan and the live, uh, you know, the live people. Golf analyst Mark Cannizzaro writes for the New York Post. He says while some will oppose the merger, the average golf fan will like the deal. I think in general it's going to be perceived well by the public. Uh, there are going to be certain people out there that are against the, the moral element to, to the Saudi uh, regime and whatnot, and that's completely understandable. But I think most of the people out there are straight up golf fans that just want to see the top players playing against each other. The news getting plenty of reaction from golfers. Former PGA darling turned live rebel Phil Mickelson saying on Twitter, awesome day today. With the merger, live golfers are expected to return to the PGA Tour in good standing and months of litigation will be dropped. The reaction, as you can imagine, from other golfers, very fair and even keeled, right? Yeah. Phil Mickelson, perhaps the most notable golfer to go to the Live Tour, very happy about it. Major champion Colin Morikawa said oh. he and many other golfers didn't even get word about this until seeing it on Twitter. Brooks Kepka gets a jab in there on Golf Channel's Brandel Chambly. PGA Commission Jay Monahan, as we mentioned, had a players' meeting in Toronto with golfers, and he reportedly called it heated today. Golfer Jeff Ogilvie says that some of the tour's own players were calling him a hypocrite, which is a criticism Monahan says he knew was coming, but he also took time to defend his negative comments about the lift tour that he's made for the past year. I recognize everything that, you know, that I've that I've said in the past and in my 
prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And any time I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said, I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. Um, and so I accept those criticisms. But circumstances do change. And I think that, you know, in looking at the big picture and looking, looking, at, looking at it this way, that's, that's, what, that's what got us to this point. So after going over all of this, of course, we had to bring in the director of Charlotte's PGA Stop, the Wells Fargo Championship, Gary Soba, joining us. Gary, we appreciate your time today. And I just kind of want to know, what was your initial reaction to hearing that PGA and Live Tour are now going to be working together and, and trying to go forward with the game of golf? Well, I was at my desk and the phone rang and so forth. And just like everyone else in the golf world, it really, the announcement came as a complete surprise. So, so how should PGA players feel about this? I mean, certainly many of them forewent some money to join Live. They kind of felt like they were standing up some, for something with this tour, and now they have to play with guys that did get paid. Uh, so, so how should they feel? You know, that's hard to answer. I've talked to a couple. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's a varying reactions to it. Uh, some are a little bit upset. Some are just on a wait to see attitude because no one really knows what the dynamics are. And I think we've got to sit back and wait and see. Uh, you know, I think it could be positive for us. Uh, we just finished a month ago, perhaps the greatest Wells Fargo championship in history. And obviously we're on the calendar for early next May. So for us, you know, we want to have the best Wells Fargo championship in history next year. Sure. And there's a lot of details, I'm sure, with the lawsuit that, that you might be a little bit more familiar with. Does does that all go away? I mean, I, I know certainly the, the term sports washing uh, gets kind of thrown out there. But kind of what do you think about uh, both of these tours moving forward together? Well, part of the announcement today is that all pending litigation between the participating entities and it prohibits and that goes away and it prohibits any other recruitment by any other tour. So so I think that is probably a key part of it. But uh, the, but the litigation does go away. For, for you, for someone in your position, what are what are the next steps for, for someone like you? And when do you think we're really going to see both tours kind of come together and that be finalized, whether they agree to a new name or, or just kind of how they're going to join together? Well, I think it could be good for golf. Golf's been fractured for a couple of years and finally kind of rolling in the same direction and, and hopefully working together. I think, uh, you know, to grow the game together can be beneficial for us. Uh, golf is at an all-time high from a popularity standpoint. And I mentioned earlier, you know, a month ago, when you look at any metrics, when you look at attendance, when you look at revenue, when you look at merchandise sales, and almost a fun factor, you know, the Wells Fargo championship had the championship had the most successful event in Charlotte history. So I think for us, it's it's how do we take the positives and make it any even better? Because uh, we were elevated this year. We were designated and, and, you know, we're in those discussions going forward. But but I think there's there's some positives that come out of this. And from your perspective, obviously, we've seen live golfer Brooks Kepka uh, do very well this year. How much did his success possibly play a part in all of this? I, this would be pure speculation, but I don't think it had a great deal to do with it. Um, I really don't. I don't think any success or winning events and obviously won the U.S. Open. I, I don't think that was probably a, dis, a determining factor. And, and this is kind of an interesting scenario that I want to bring up. Do you ever think it's a possibility that we might see two separate tours under the same umbrella? Maybe that's the way that they could go forward, meaning that we could see a live event maybe here in the Queen City? Uh, I just don't know. I, I I don't see that that scenario playing itself out, but I won't speculate on that. All right, Gary, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.
So much more about yeah. this PGA Live drama to get to. Head over to QCNews.com, click on that CSL link. While you're there, check out the other stuff we've got to offer you. Past quick sixes, other things like that. We like to have fun here, right? And so do the Carolina Panthers, everybody. Every team is taking part in OTAs throughout the, we throughout the league this week. The Panthers are at it now through the ninth. It's another chance there for someone like Bryce Young or DJ Johnson or Chandler Zavala to keep getting some work in, tap into the skill set of some of the more veteran players out there. This is also still valuable time for this entire new coaching staff to keep building that rapport, installing the playbook and so on, because we're still pretty early on in these offseason phases, right, Carla? That's right. I mean, let's bring up uh, the old offseason calendar. And I mean, Joe, we're kind of getting through this, right? Oh, OTAs okay. are complete after this week. Up next, we got mandatory minicamp. That begins next Tuesday through Thursday. Some real work to be put in there, hopefully. And then, of course, that's all before the big summer break. And then we've got training camp down in Spartanburg at the end of next month. End I can't next believe. Month. It just feels so far away. It does, but it feels so close, Joe. <laughs> all at the same time. Yes. <laughs> all right, well, moving to college athletics. Charlotte 49ers men's basketball head coach Ron Sanchez has resigned to take an assistant head coaching job at Virginia. Sanchez coached at UVA prior to coming to Charlotte. He took over the Niners program back in 2018. He has a 72-78 record over the past five years. Charlotte says a national search is now underway, but one name source says that is just kind of continually to pop up might be Isaac Brown. He last coached Wichita State for three seasons with one NCAA tournament appearance. He was let go from their program back in March ago. So five years with the Niners for Coach Sanchez. Here's that timeline. He actually spent a decade at Virginia as an assistant before coming to the Queen City. His best finish in Conference USA was fourth back in 2020. And then don't forget last year he went 22 and 14 while also winning the CBI title. Right, all right, and we first told you this story yesterday, but it looks like NASCAR will not find Austin Centric for make, making contact with Austin Dillon at Gateway over the weekend. Senior VP of competition Elton Sawyer told SiriusX and NASCAR that they look at the incident as, quote, hard racing. This comes after NASCAR used SMT data to suspend Chase Elliott after deeming he intentionally wrecked Denny Hamlin at the Coke 600. And Hendrick Motorsports will make their appearance in the 24 Hours of Le Mans on Saturday, but they're already winning today in France. Get this, the HMS pit crew won the pit stop challenge for Garage 56, topping 16 squads in the GTE class. They performed a 10.364 second pit stop. I think that's pretty good, Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, and they were they were the only team to use a manual jack, which I think is uh, pretty cool. So it's a lot about that. And still get the win? Yeah, I love I like it. it. Good All right. <laughs> well, the Carolina Panthers are not seeing red. The change out on the practice field quarterbacks are making to be more part of the team. We're going to explain that. And this bill is so close to passing, you can probably feel the dollars emptying into your DraftKings <laughs> account or FanDuel or what have you. Of course, we're talking about the sports betting bill in the state of North Carolina. We've got to get to that. Also, EA Sports will announce its cover athlete tomorrow for Madden 24. That's so right. who's it going to be? I don't know. They say it's a pretty big name, though. We're going to give our best guess at that next in Quick 6 when Charlotte Sports Live returns. I guess it's time to cue the ACDC, right? The Panthers' <laughs> red practice jerseys for quarterbacks are a thing of the past, at least for now. Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, and Matt Corral are all wearing black now. 
It was the vet Dalton's idea to actually ditch the red and have the QBs follow the Carolina color palette. <laughs> I like this, Joe. It's traditional for the quarterbacks, of yeah. course, to wear a different color from the rest of the offense and defense so that they know not to hit them. Uh, the team equipment manager, Don Toner, made a practice jersey in each color for all the QBs just in case of another fashion crisis. So. Staying ahead of things. I like That's it. Great. Time for the most informative two minutes in all of your evening here. <laughs> it's Quick Six, everyone, and Brian Blakely is back into the mix for this one. Brian, how you doing this evening? Great, man. I am ready to talk about the Live Tour, the Panthers, <laughs> whatever else you want to throw at me. How about the Hornets? How about some Hornets, right? Yeah. Check this out. Put two minutes on the clock and let's go. Scoot Henderson, you've heard that name by now. He's only working out for two teams, the Hornets and the Blazers, the number two or three picks of the draft. Should this guy be a lock for the second overall pick? Well, it depends on who you talk to because the Hornets, according to many reports out there, they're going to go with Brandon Miller out yeah. of Alabama. So right. Scoot Henderson's the other guy. There's really only three guys in this draft you talk to a lot of people and then after that there's a big fall off so scoot only going with a couple i can see it carla what rookie not named young or mingo right. are you keeping your eye on next week at minicamp i guess i'm looking on the defensive side of things maybe dj johnson the edge rusher because that's a, a hole that carolina really needs to, to get a good guy in there also jamie robinson our friend mike kaya the uh Charlotte observer wrote a pretty good article on him and what he could add to the safeties group this year and so maybe i'll I'll take a look at him on Thursday as well. Love to see what Johnson will do. Brian, what's more likely this year, playoffs for the Panthers or the playoffs for Charlotte FC? Man, that's a tough one right now at this point. I'm going to go with the Panthers. How about that? Ooh. I think they're going to make the playoffs with that NFC South. Remember, nine teams from the MLS get in now. They're in seventh. Yeah. Long way to go, though. Carla, Madden 24 cover athlete announced tomorrow. Who should it be? I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks so out there to, to put on the cover. There's really a lot of good athletes in general. I think I would go with Joe Burrow, though. I mean, they say it's oh. going to be a big name. This is a really great guy to, to put, you know, the NFL's brand, the name behind. He's a, he's a good team player. My guess is CMC. Yeah. I'm thinking running back for some reason. We'll see, though. <laughs> Brian, which PGA golfer is going to be most angry about this live merger. Man, there's a lot of them out there. They all went nuclear when this whole thing was announced. And now, they, I mean, what are you going to do? Roy McIlroy, when he was filming, I can't wait to see that reality show when they show that taping. Tiger Woods turned out $800 million to go yep. to live. How's he going to feel about this? You want his money back? Unreal. His money? Carla, all right, Belmont Stakes on Fox Charlotte this right. Saturday. You own a racehorse now for it. What would you name it in this scenario? This is not real, everyone. Uh, yeah, not real at all. <laughs> I'm going to go Peach. You oh, could own a horse named Peach, and yeah, no last name, just Peach. All right, that's the, not not a bad way to wrap up. That's quick a Peach, hon. Right? That's yep. a Peach, of course. <laughs> All right, still ahead. This North Carolina sports betting bill has been lingering in the state house and senate for weeks now, so we need another update on the timeline of if and when this could be passed. That's all coming up for you. Also, Charlotte FC ended the month of May with a 1-4 mark, but the squad is finally home on Saturday again, itching to get back in that win column. We'll take a closer look at the lengthy stretch this team has just wrapped up coming up next. The Celtics and the Lakers. By 1987, the NBA's greatest rivalry had reached its apex. The teams each had three titles that decade, and now in Game 4, the series as well as their places in history were hanging in the balance. Fortunately for L.A., Magic Johnson was there to seize it all. Magic got middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Two seconds left, the Lakers take the lead on Magic Johnson's wedding skyhook. It would come to be known as the Junior Junior Skyhook, now our number four moment in NBA Finals history. 
the Lakers would win the series in six, securing their fourth of five titles in the 1980s. This seems to be a reoccurring theme for former Panthers QBs heading to Dallas. Jacob Eason being the latest one as multiple reports have him getting a tryout with the Cowboys. The former fourth round pick of the Colts spent time over last season with Carolina, even getting elevated to the main roster when P.J. Walker went down. Eason, though, was released earlier this month. Now moving to the MLS team here in town. Joe, it's been a little bit like a ping pong match trying to follow the ups and downs of Charlotte FC. Let's take you through it, Let's right? It. This has been wild. The season started in February, but this team didn't get its first home win until April 22nd. However, that sparked a 5-2 and two run by the squad, which took us up to last week when they dropped two straight. Now, this team has been busy. They're going to try and get back on track this weekend against the Seattle Sounders. This match is Saturday, set for 7.30, and it's actually Charlotte FC's first stop at home in three weeks. The other thing this team is getting soon, which it may need, is some rest. The club played seven matches in 21 days, counting their U.S. Open Cup matches. The break in the schedule is coming a little bit later this month, but for now the focus is on Seattle. Here's the thing about Seattle. Yeah. Fifth most points in the MLS right now, hmm. but also on hard times with just one goal in their last four matches. Unbelievable. So yeah. hopefully that slump goes a little bit longer for Seattle when they come down to Charlotte. Now the legalization of sports betting in North Carolina is something we've been closely following for years now. Yeah, absolutely. Waiting for this to really come down. State lawmakers are taking the final votes to approve online sports betting in North Carolina. In fact, the House took the first of two votes approving the sports betting bill in a 68 to 41 vote. They'll take a final vote tomorrow. Once that bill gets finally approved, it'll allow people to bet on games anywhere in the state from your phones beginning in January of 2024. You could also bet in person using cash at sports venues like the Spectrum Center, Bank of America Stadium, and Charlotte Motor Speedway. So, oh, Joe, it's getting close. Oh, it certainly is. We'll add that news tomorrow. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad, we'll see. All right, a big night for the next generation of baseball stars. Thanks to the You Deserve a Chance Foundation, North and South Carolina High School All-Stars were battling it out in a futures game here in West Charlotte. This was for sophomores and juniors tonight. Now, tomorrow night's game features unsigned high school players looking for a scholarship. So you may see some coaches from local colleges and universities there in the stands as these young prospects showcase what they've got to prove. Good luck to everyone there. Yeah, I love that. Well, we are used to seeing stiff arms in the NFL, right, Joe? I mean, uh, this one, you love that's that. great. Uh, <laughs> Derek Henry going to be coming up. We'll see that one here. But what about stiff arms from the sidelines of big events? It's a stiff arm you do not want to miss. It's coming up on Charlotte Sports Live. NASCAR Cup Series heads out to Sonoma for the last race on Fox this season. We're sad. But that means one last chance to catch our pre-race show this weekend around the track set for 2.30 p.m. ahead of the green flag dropping at 3.30. College Racing Justin Haley will join us. That's all right here on Fox Charlotte this Sunday. This is the season finale of Around the Track? No, well, for Around the Track it yeah, is, yeah. yeah. For Around the Track. Yeah. Oh, NASCAR man. continues, just not on the box. Anyway, <laughs> time to hand out our QC crowns. Joe, who are you going with tonight? We'll take you to the U.S. Open Cup. They had uh, uh, quarterfinals happening yeah. right now. And how about Arno Sequoia? This is how you do a header, everyone. Off the corner kick, he gets Chicago on the board. Look at this guy turn his head perfectly and find the corner of the net. Oh, this is pretty, and it's his first ever goal for the Chicago oh. Fire. That is just perfect. 
defense held still right there. You'll love to see it. However, we'll say uh, Houston tops Chicago and gets to the semifinals there. Uh, great placement right there. All right, mine goes to Samantha Rivera. If you didn't see this on Twitter today, she's doing a live report of the Stanley Cup finals mm -hmm. uh, and a rogue fan tries to interrupt her report, Joe. So what does she do? Uh, it's a stiff arm. It's coming up in just a minute because he's going to, yep, there it is. I mean, she's actually pretty this. strong. And still talking. It's good. Yeah, she does not miss a beat and uh, keeps talking. Salute is, to you, Samantha. That is a hard thing to do. Unbelievable. Has that ever happened to you? We've all had that happen at some point, yeah. and it just depends how aggressive it is. That was a rough one. She held him off perfect. Yeah, don't do that, fans. <laughs> That's it for Joe and myself. Good night, everybody.